Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by WebCentral. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Uh, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. It is wonderful to be sitting in in the EFTM uh, Your Tech Life studio here uh, in sunny Sydney because I feel like I've been away forever. Um, <laughs> where was I? Port Douglas, Melbourne. We did get a show away in Melbourne. I, I, I appreciate that at Integrate. Um, Germany. I did get a show away in Germany too, didn't I? Didn't get one away last week though um, for, um, for the Apple event. I'm sorry, in San Francisco. But that's okay, I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm home. I'm chilled out. It's funny, I've just been watching dash cam videos. They are compelling to watch, really, aren't they? <laughs> the, um, the, the My Views, the, uh, the Garmin's, they create such great content for the internet. And I shared one today on the EFTM Facebook page, which has strong, very, very, very strong language in it. But it's remarkable because the driver of this truck foresaw an accident coming like totally predicted it was, it was brilliant um anyway that's not why we're here is it but um if you've got a fun dash cam video do share it i love watching them uh it is thanks to the good people at garmin garmin satellite navigation gps technologies that we are here i have a couple of fun things to talk about tonight digital photos and um a reminder about digitizing your memories your your photo memories um, we're also going to talk about secondhand sales and uh, you know some tips and tricks on how to get the most for your dollar uh, when you're uh, selling goods, especially online. Um, and we have a couple of very expert uh, guests to help us with that conversation. Just stand by for that one. I mean, seriously, expert guests to you know, big screen expert. I'm just very excited. Can't wait to get them on the line shortly. Um, and I will momentarily give you my wrap-up of Apple. Now, yes, I appreciate it was a week ago. Yes, I appreciate that uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech was uh, an Apple-dominated podcast. But for those of you that don't, and I look at the numbers, and there are not the same number of downloads. So um, there are you that uh, that only listen to this one podcast, and I appreciate your strength and loyalty in the world of technology. Um, so I'm going to tell you uh, my overall basic thoughts on those several things that have occurred in, uh, in Apple world uh, with lots of, uh, lots of very excited people as always. Um, um, and whatever else we can get to tonight. Uh, very keen to hear from you. If you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology in your life, jump on the blower. 1-800-157-157 or go to the website eftm.com.au uh, or you can jump on Twitter at Trevor Long, uh, at everything, at EFTM, at Your Tech Life. I'm there everywhere for you. Um, so jump on board. Say good day. Let's chat technology. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best tech
So, it was a big event. It was a very big event in San Francisco last week. Um, not entirely because of the venue. Uh, it was a bigger venue than normal, but they, they customised it so amazingly that it was pretty intimate in the end. Um, but I just thought that given that they talked about four things at this event, uh, I mean, we're talking phones, iPads, watches, and Apple TV, you know, it was, it was huge. Um, so, you know, I just think that, that in its, in it of itself was, was an interesting thing. Um, the, um, the phones are probably, um, the headline. But I actually think that Apple TV is is the standout story. I'll get to that in a second. So let's let's talk quickly. Watches they they announced uh, that yes, uh, Watch OS two was coming. Um, they announced that um, they had partnered with Hermes. I think that's how you pronounce it, um, which is a you know fashion brand that do a lot of things, including watches for a watch face plus a new watch band. So. Some nice new fashion products coming there for the watch, but, you know, that doesn't really get my juices flowing, if I'm honest. Then they announced a new iPad. Now, we're talking not just, you know, thinner and lighter. We're talking bigger, 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Now, the iPad Pro feels to me like it's designed entirely for the design market, Um, you know, graphic designers, um, architects, people doing drawing, right? Because it also, it has a very special style screen and it has a stylus. Now, calm down. I didn't say stylus. If anyone from Apple's listening, I said pencil. (laughs) Their stylus is going to be known as the Apple Pencil. Now, the Apple Pencil is so much more than a stylus. Let's be very clear. I've got pens here with, with little rubber knobs on the end which allow you to use them as a stylus they replace your finger there's i've got the adonits um which are excellent and they do this very very smart um more precise method of of styluses but they're still not you know pixel perfect so the apple pencil is a digital stylus that has pressure guides so it knows how hard you're pushing knows what angle the pencil is leaning to the screen um you know, it's doing a lot of hardcore tech inside to give you a, a really genuine pencil slash pen slash brush replacement option. Now, they've, they've shown design programs that allow you to use a ruler on the screen and draw directly on the ruler. You, you know, beautiful artistry going on. They will prove to everyone, including Samsung, that they have nailed the stylus. They've probably created the best stylus available, but... People talk about the iPads as being, you know, declining sales. The iPad Pro is not going to suddenly change sales. Yes, there'll be some sold and and many, um, but it's not like people are going to go from the iPad 1 to the iPad Pro, you know. It's not like I'm going to trade in my kid's iPad 2 for an iPad Pro. It's just an extra device. So I actually see it as an extra, and therefore there will be market growth for them. So then the phones, iPhone 6S and 6S Plus are remarkably similar to the 6 and 6 Plus that we've seen. Um, They look the same, and that is why the marketing that Apple has put out basically acknowledges that they they look the same. The the tagline is, the only thing that's changed is everything. Um, A very cool um, slogan to, to point out that it may not look different, but it radically is, and that's, that's critical. The, the camera on this thing is remarkably better. 
Um, I can't wait to give it a test and, and share those tests with you. It's a, it's a 12 megapixel camera to 4K video recording. They've done a lot of work on the sensor, and I think that will end up being the class-leading uh, smartphone camera, uh, a title that probably today goes jointly to the Galaxy S6 and LG G4 and is probably about to be challenged by the Sony Xperia Z5s. Um, can Apple do better than Sony? Uh, interesting question because Sony provide the sensors to, to all these people, so we shall wait and see. Um, but for me, the pick of the bunch was Apple TV. Now, the reason for that is they've built this as the future of television. Let me read to you what how they sell this. They say TV's a major part of our lives. We gather together around big screens to watch big shows and big events. Yet somehow the overall experience of TV has continued to stagnate until now. It all starts by recognizing that apps are the future of television. Netflix, Stan, Tenplay, iTunes, apps are quickly becoming how we watch today. So we we, being Apple, have built a new foundation around this vision. A new operating system called TVOS, innovative new ways to connect with the TV and yada, yada, yada. So there's a new remote control which has a touch-sensitive pad on the front um, which allows you to navigate the screen as you would if you were using an iPhone. It has sensors in it so you could use it to, say, drive a car in a car racing game and it has an app store. The app store is the critical thing here. Now, <laughs> I sent a... Uh, I sent a message to one of the developers of Crossy Road um, before the Apple event and then the day before because I was writing my story to think, you know, what, what are they going to release? And I said, have you guys done anything for Crossy Road on Apple, on the new Apple TV? Tumbleweeds. Didn't hear a thing from him. And then representatives from that company appeared on stage at the Apple event demonstrating Crossy Road for Apple TV. It was a great example of a, of a game could be played on the big screen and then multiplayer. So it's just next level stuff. Honestly, Apple, I cannot wait to try this because Apple TV, sorry, smart TV, aren't that smart. They're, they're good, but they're not great because random developers like Crossy Road or, or Hipster Wow can't develop Crossy Road for LG, Sony, and Samsung because they've got to develop three times. It's ridiculous. The overheads to, to content creation is just too high. Um, maintaining those apps, all these things make it very difficult. So, yeah, I think that Apple TV can be the future of television. The future of television can be apps. I actually am 100% on board with Apple on this one, 100% on board. So I cannot wait to see it, cannot wait to play with it, cannot wait to see what developers do with it. Plus it has Siri, so you can basically say, you know, find me some kids' movies and I'll just throw up some kids' movies. I mean, it's it's just... In theory, fantastic. We'll have to wait and see, though. We don't have a date or a price. Um, my my sense is that uh, it'll be about a $250 item. Uh, it's very interesting looking at the comparison of the two products, the, the old and the new. Um, it's 35 millimeters tall compared to 23 mil tall on the, on the old one. Um, I think it'll be about 230 229 should be available for us around October. So um, I can't wait, honestly. I think that's the standout product of the of the launch. Obviously, the iPhone will sell very well. All the plans for the iPhone are available at eftm.com.au, so I'm happy to hear your thoughts on on those plans and um, on, and your thoughts on the iPhones and, and the other products, the Apple 
uh, iPad Pro, the Apple TV, the Apple Watch. Tell me what you think. Love to hear from you. Jump on the website, eftm.com.au. Jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Always happy to hear from you here on Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. It is uh, great to have your company. If you've got a question, a problem, or you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, jump on the website, eftm.com.au, or on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Now, it's it's kind of interesting. You think about uh, the amount of, of money that flows through uh, auction sites, classified sites, whatever you want to call them now. Um, we sell so much stuff. I, my wife bought something at a, a secondhand furniture store here on uh, while I was away. Of course, while I was away, a lot of things were bought. And I come back and it's apparently not the right size. So I just said, put it on Gumtree. I mean, it's just, it was just an ad hoc thing to say. It's what we say now. We can get rid of stuff so easily. Uh, Gumtree's done a bunch of research into this and uh, they're calling it the secondhand economy. I mean, it's it's huge, huge business. And there's a couple of blokes that know the secondhand economy probably better than any of us. Uh, you may be familiar with them from the uh, from the TV show Aussie Pickers, but they are Australia's picking and they're Australia's secondhand experts. Uh, Lucas Callahan and uh, Adam McDonald. G'day, boys. How you doing, Trent? Mate, really G'day well. Right. I mean, it's 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 a huge industry, isn't it? That you know, back my 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 pop lived out in Arandra, and you know, the big shed out the back was just always full of stuff that he'd pick up at auctions. Uh, and that was back in the day. Then we go into the trading post, but now we're selling stuff like no tomorrow, Lucas. We are just selling anything right we now. can whenever we can. It is a part of our DNA. You know what I mean? To be Australian is to stick something in the back shed until you need it at a later date. You don't know what you're going to use it for, but you still need that old broken chandelier. You know, you can turn it into something. You can rebuild it. You know, it goes in the kids' room, whatever it might be. And nowadays, you know, with technology and the use of apps and iPhones. You know, you can sell anything to anyone across the planet. It's pretty, pretty brilliant. Uh, have, did you? I mean, you've been in this game a while, guys. Eighty uh, percent of people that sell stuff secondhand is is now online. Is that something that crept up on the on the auction world, on the on the secondhand world, Adam, or is that something that you saw coming and, and everyone embraced as quickly as the the general public? Look, I've, I've been in the auction game for quite a while, and uh, the auction game used to be if you want to buy something, you've got to enter this auction house and you've got to buy it. Yep. But now with all these online apps like Gumtree and stuff like that, you don't have to go anywhere. You can sit in your lounge room with your feet up <laughs> and scroll through stuff and, and, and just buy stuff really nearly, and you don't even have to go anywhere. Like it's, uh, it's a totally different game now because of technology. See, I you watch... You're really going to pick it up, though. Yeah, and, and I, I watch um, I watch a lot of <laughs> a lot of TV where you see those kind of auctions, whether it's classic car auctions and those things. And uh, my, here, here's a simple question for you: in the auction game, Adam, you know, are those phone bidders and therefore the online bidders? Is that just a huge? Is that percentage grown? Uh, obviously, over the years, because there's so many people, so less people coming to the auctions because they don't need to be there. They can they can peruse the catalogue online, uh, and they can make their bids and push their bid up. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's massive. Like the the auction game, the auction house that I, I work at, um, we we sold a Chinese Buddha that a guy bought from our auction house back maybe 25 years ago without the internet. He walked in, he paid $1,200 for this Chinese Buddha. We put it online. Everyone could bid online. He sold it for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. No. So to to get that Buddha, get that Buddha back to China. It was a million dollars straight out. And that's, that's, that's how the game has changed. 
Like, it used to be, like, old, old guys like Lucas that would just troll the office <laughs> counselors and just try, just, like... And, like, you've got to ha- take your hats off to these guys because they, they, the, they did the legwork and you've got to go to every auction house and you've got to, you've got to go everywhere, you've got to look at everything. These days, you don't have to go anywhere. As I said, you can sit, sit in your lounge room, troll everywhere, and uh, just say, yep, I'll, I'll buy it. So, Lucas, you, you, you spent a lot of time literally picking, and that, that's a really unique... Uh, title for anyone to hold. It's not the kind of thing that anyone, you know, has the balls to do, let alone actually get out there and do. Do you still find that people are holding onto things with, with inherent value they didn't weren't aware of, or is it getting harder to find things because people are so much easier uh, able to jump on a gum tree and, and, and sell them? Yeah, great question. Um, look, to be honest, the uh... The key about it is is making that move to that next thing that's collectible. So the more rare of the items, you know what I mean? Like what you're looking for is something that is going to pay your mortgage for a month. You know mm. what I mean? Like if yeah. you can find those things, they're, they're, they're the things that are worth hunting down. And generally, look, I mean, Adam the other day did a sale and he found a, a collection of uh, silverware that was uh, in a box. You know what I mean? And at a glance, he looked at it and it got, you know, far above and beyond what uh, the estimate was. I think it was about 40 to $60, and it mm. sold for 700 So, you know, there, there are treasures in amongst it that people just don't recognise, and that's that's obviously where, you know, I get to make rent, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lucas, you think about, you know, and, and Adam was the one that threw age into the picture, but uh, let's not get ageist here, but, geez, those Gen Wires... Um, this research that Gumtree have come across or, or, or introduced us to um, talks about the Gen Wires selling more than $6,200 worth of unwood, unwanted goods in, in the last 12 months. That's more than 1500 above the national average. Did that surprise you or is that the kind of thing you see? They're just throwing it away, they're selling it, they don't mind, they're not holding on to stuff? It's, it's not about them throwing it away. I mean, look, there is there is that, and that's what obviously, you know, I generally love it when they throw away their grandparents' $1,000 pieces. You know, <laughs> I just love that. But, look, a lot of them are quite savvy. They're tech savvy. They can use the camera phone, take photographs, upload images, and they're really pretty honest about it, and they've got a fair price. So they generally get the sale. Now, you know, to them, they don't need a flash lamp or something, you know, like a Buddha worth a million bucks. I mean, most of the time they're just shopping for basic sort of things, clothes and stereos and, you know, modern technology and bits and pieces like that. There's a huge market in that sort of thing. I mean, as Adam will attest, you know, the uh, the radios, the ghetto glasses that he collects, it's all the generation from the 80s that used to collect these sort of things that are now coming into the money. And he's investing in this stock now. So it's only going up. You know, if you buy ghetto glasses now and they're in good working order, the guys that grew up with them who are now in good jobs will pay huge money to these things. So, Adam, the this secondhand economy report from Gumtree had a couple of very interesting stats where they talk about, um, you know, even people selling because they feel the cost of living is rising. Is that something you see at the auction house as well? You see people selling stuff that perhaps they wouldn't have parted with in the past because they just Absolutely. need to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like no one, like I get, I get, I'll get a fifteen seater dining table. In the auction house because the 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 family said, look, we've inherited it, and I live in a two bedroom unit. What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. So it's all about how people are living now, and that's and like you've got to turn it over. Like, why why would you hang on to this this massive dining table that no one no no one no one has a, has a 
I have a feeling Lucas is having dinner parties, just not inviting you. <laughs> I've heard about these things. I've heard about these things. Now, I've even seen photos on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to do that right now. You're, um, Come on, nothing wrong with a good dinner party. Friends, good food, <laughs> fine wine. Friends being the I'll operative word there. No. So the yeah, no, um, he, doesn't, he doesn't like me. The, the <laughs> tips you've, you've come up with five tips. If we could just, I mean, this would be great if we could just run through them and get your 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 tips for people on selling. So let's think about Gumtree, which is you know a, a great marketplace for people. Um, so Adam, the first tip is pretty critical. Be honest. Of course, you've got to be honest because you don't want someone to turn up and you've, you've advertised a couch for a thousand thousand dollars, and they turn up and said they're too rich in it and a yeah. and a dirty stain. The yeah. best thing you can do is just be honest and photograph it well, and 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 do and you've got to do your research and you've got to have a look about what stuff exactly what you've got, what it's selling for. So just be honest, do lots of photographs, and don't be. My biggest thing is don't be stuck in the mud about your price. If someone comes in a little a little under, it's got to go. So let it run. Like, just get rid of it. Lucas, the, the the description the description is is pretty critical. And Gumtree talk about being descriptive. Um, I mean, you, you should, there's with the internet. There's no reason to hold back on information, right? You should just say as much as you can Absolutely. about the item. Absolutely. You can you can you can post sixteen photos and and do a, a long winded description about what it is. So there's no reason to say it's a couch, one rip, <laughs> and the guy the guy pays a thousand bucks, comes and turns up, there's eight rips, and it's and it's dirty. So just just be honest and just just otherwise you, you're going to end up keeping it. But yeah, as you said, with the with the internet and the technology that's available at your fingertips. You know, don't don't over wrap it. Don't call it an Eames chair when it's not an Eames chair. You know, call it what it is. Uh, describe it the best way possible. Its condition, its colour, you know, what it's made of, and that's going to pretty much sell it because people can build an idea. Plus, they can also go and do their homework when looking at a similar chair. They get a better idea. And if you can hunt something down or you've got the provenance of it, like the maker's mark or something like that, saves everyone a whole lot of time. Lucas, meeting face-to-face. How big a deal is that yes. um, for, for people when they're selling? Is it is it just because you can put an eye to, eye to an eye or is it because, you know, you've got that kind of safety about, uh, you know, knowing that the person that's handing over the cash is going to walk away with a product? So, I mean, what's the value in that? Look, meeting, meeting face-to-face is um, interesting because, look, it, it does work in your favour and sometimes it works against you. For example, I sold a car on Gumtree recently. And when the guy found out who I was, he haggled the <laughs> hell out of me. He literally ground me to the to the purchase price that I got. I was like, it was a dumbass bar. Bought a car and oh, no. an option. Yeah, where else? And I just thought it was all right. Anyway, I took it to the mechanic. And he said, yeah, look, it's sound. It's da, 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 da. And then I realized how many were on the market. And it was like, I hadn't done my homework. But, I mean, all you can do is be straight up about it. Tell them how it is. And that was it. And then when they come and see that you're an Aussie picker, they just want to grind you into the floor. But... You know, that's half the fun of it. I mean, most of the people I've met are just really warm-hearted Aussies that are great, friendly, making a buck here or there. But, you know, it's always good to travel with a friend, uh, bring someone along or, you know, use a local address like a, you know, I don't know, if you hear someone coming to your house, bring the product to a park or something yeah. or meet them at a certain location at a cafe. That's, and that's safe for a that's, that's the main thing. Like, Lucas and I are pretty like-looking lads, so <laughs> I'd, I'd be more than happy to go and look, go anywhere to look at something. But if you're if you're not... 
as we are. Like, surely you just take someone along and just yep. say, look, I'm going to go to someone's house, I'm going to buy something in the country, whether it be a whip snipper, whether it be a couch, whether it be a, a bloody local crock pot, who cares? Oh. Just take someone with you just so everyone knows where you're at. Get a big white van and you'll end up filling it with stuff, probably. <laughs> big white van and a beard, that's all you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gents, uh, lovely to chat. Um, I've enjoyed your work, uh, followed it uh, as it's been on air, and uh, I followed you on, on Facebook and Twitter. It's, it's fun following what you do. Secondhand stuff is what you do, and it's good to get the advice from the experts. Thanks, boys. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for your time. Having it. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Great to be back in the studio after a little bit of travel. Now, um, God, it's got to be a few months ago. We had a chat with uh, the people from the filing fairies. Now, this was an interesting concept to me. Um, trying to save your digital memory, say you know, organise your digital life. Uh, and there's a little event coming up uh, in Sydney South. Uh, later this month from the people at the Filing Ferries called Save Your Photos Day. And I thought we should uh, we should talk about it. And so Mara from the Filing Ferries is on the line. G'day, Mara. Hi, Trevor. Thanks for having me. That's okay. So uh, tell me, this is a kind of a local event for you down in, um, in Gaimea, yeah? Yeah, it's a local event for us, but it's actually an international event. There's over 40 events going to be happening around the world. Um, mainly in the US, but there's a couple in Canada and the UK. And basically the Save Your Photos Alliance have got this event going and it's getting people to protect and safeguard all their treasured memories. And the idea being to raise awareness and start the conversation about the fact that we do have so many memories um, saved, literally printed out um, in the good old beautiful fashion, but... The tragedy of life can can struck, whether it's a fire or whatever it might be, and those memories could be very easily lost. That's exactly part of what we're doing is um, we've joined forces with uh, Alzheimer's Australia as it's actually the Dementia Awareness Month of September. And so obviously Alzheimer's are in the business of saving memories. And so are we. It's exactly what we're doing is um, we're helping the physical side of things, helping people get their photos organised, be them prints or slides and all that digital mess that you spoke about and helping them to protect them for the future so that they've got those memories to pass on. Feels like a pretty massive undertaking for a, a, a day. Um, how, do you, how do you cope with, with people's... Uh, coming to the to the event with a box of uh, photos under their arm and expecting to be organised <laughs> at the end of the day. Well, at at the event, we're actually um, running a couple of uh, learning experiences. So we're going to do a presentation on photo organising fundamentals, so that they can get the a bit of a basic knowledge from us. And we're also going to give them a USB to take home with all our presentation and a few guidelines and tips and tricks. But we are actually going to scan 50 prints for each person that comes along on the day. So it's pretty big endeavour for us. But I was going to say 50 sure by whatever there. number of people come through, that's a, that's a bit of an endeavour. So it's as much an education process as it is, um, you know, getting your 50, 50 photos scanned. Yeah, absolutely. It's an educational event. Um, we also have Memento Photo Books joining us as well, and they're actually going to help 
or, and show people their software mm -hmm. and do a presentation on how they're preserving memories in print. So you get to have a look, people that come to the event can have a look around their software, touch and feel the actual products and the different books. We've invited some other local businesses along as well and we've got um, a, an amazing lady from Bellissima Cakes and she's showing how she's putting photos on cakes. Oh, nice. So, I mean, if it's a global thing, this is a pretty big deal for you to be hosting the Australian um, outlet for this, surely? Yeah, it's um, it's not something that we've taken too lightly. We are the Australian ambassadors for the Association of Personal Photo Organisers and um, we get lots of support from them. And there, like I said, there are 40 events happening internationally mm. and we're all going to be doing, obviously, well, we're kind of one of the first. There will be one in New Zealand though, but with that oh. time difference, we will be one of the Damn first ones in the world to, to get going. Um, everyone is on the 26th of September, like you said. So, I mean, if if you have the time to go down and, and check it out, obviously the information about the program is, is on your website, thefilingfairies.com.au. Um, you know, it's only a few hours. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice chance to learn about digital organising and, and the pros and cons of, of organising your photos and, you know, get a head start. Uh, bring 50 photos down and uh, let's get them on a, on a USB for you. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, you, the price of your ticket is going towards Alzheimer's Australia and they'll use that money to, to fight um, fight dementia and save memories in another way. So you're, it's, it's 20 bucks and that gets you, uh, that gets you into, the, into the session for, for the few hours and, and that money, uh, the profits from that money goes to Alzheimer's Australia. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that's right. So it's a bit of a bargain. You've got, you know, a great learning experience with us. You've got the learning experience with Memento, a couple of the businesses that are showing what they're doing with photos, as well as your 50 free scan. So it's a bargain. Are you nervous? Is this the first event you've done? Uh, Joe and I both, uh, my business partner and I both, come from an event management background, uh, actually. So You're not nervous um, at all. Well, you're you're probably the cracking the whip. <laughs> You're out there cracking the whip saying this is has got to be there. But, yes. um, being the coordinators is, is a whole, yeah, we're comfortable with that. <laughs> it's a very different situation being on the other side of the fence, but I'm, I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll make it an amazing event as a result of your experience. And, uh, you know, if, if awareness is the number one thing, then awareness is, is, is spreading. And that's, that's a good story. It's, uh, it's a really critical thing. I mean, you must, uh, I think you sent me a note, uh, Looking at even the the Syrian refugees and the you know amazing crisis that is um, unfolding as we speak over there, and photos are, are one of the things that are that that are at forefront of those people's minds. It is. It's one of the the top things that people think about in an emergency situation. We're at our local RFS. Um, open day on the weekend and I was talking to a couple of fireys and they say it is pe that people are trying to save photos and pets and people and obviously the pets and the photos are an, a no-brainer but that you might think the other P might be a passport or paperwork but mm. it's not it's actually photos they know they can replace the paperwork and the passport but they can't replace the photos so just like you said, the Syrian refugees, they get one small bag and there was an article that showed that one man had a 16 gig, which is not very much, mm. but that was one of his most treasured possessions was 16 gigs of photos. Because you can carry that with you. I mean, it's, uh, it's an amazing little thing. A lot of people probably haven't, I mean, it's a, it's, it sounds weird for us to say, but 
guaranteed there are people who, you know, haven't held in their hand a little USB stick and, and understood just how much can be saved in that little thing there. And and then uh, what is your advice with regards to that digital um, digital library that you've got there? So let's say I've got my little USB stick. Do you um, do you advise having several so that they're they're kept in different locations? What is your basic advice on the storing of photos as a memory? So our basic advice for people who are looking to protect their digital photo collections is, like you said, to have more than one copy, to have them separated by geography, um, and on different types of devices. Mm. So. Um, you know, anything that's a device or a piece of equipment is just that. It's mechanical and has, has a lifespan mm. and it will either fail or basically just expire. It has a lifespan. Yeah. Um, so you need to make sure that you're maintaining those things as well. The other option is obviously cloud storage. Yeah, of course. Which is scary to some people. <laughs> but but it's one it, – this is the beautiful thing. We used to – I remember – having gold kind of leaf or gold-plated CDs and how they were going to last a million years or whatever. But think about the, the lifespan of a, of, a, of a memory stick these days. A high-quality one is going to be much longer than any, any CD or certainly any tape or hard drive-based thing. And then you think about the cloud and you think about the backups that are occurring there. And, it, you know, geographical uh, distance is quite separate because there isn't many clouds sitting in Australia. So... Um, you do have a great level of protection with a cloud plus some, you know, physical backup that you have. And, you know, even if it's just, hey, you've got your computer, do a backup to a USB and put that at your mother-in-law's house and then use the cloud for exactly. the, even if it's just for the most important of those photos, if space is an issue and, and, and money is an issue with, with regards to spending on the cloud. And what you described is, is pretty much almost exactly what we do. My partner, Joe, she exchanges hard drives with her mother. They, she backs up her mum's and they swap houses, basically. Those external hard drives change locations each month. Mm -hmm. And me, myself, I have the same thing. I have an external hard drive, but I also have a cloud service called forever.com and I have my VIP photos in that cloud service. So not everything, but yeah. my absolute VIP stuff. Yeah. When, and the thing here is you, you're the filing fairy. You, you've got yours sorted by VIP. I've just got a bloody lot of photos. <laughs> Not sure I'd be able to find the VIP ones, if I'm honest. <laughs> that's a that's oh, a yeah, problem that's for another day. Yes, <laughs> problem for another day. Well, good luck uh, with Save Your Photos Day, uh, the Australian chapter uh, down in Guy So if you're in the Sydney area and you want to learn more about uh, digital photos and, and uh, saving your, your photos, then uh, a great opportunity is Save Your Photos Day. Saturday, the 26th of September, information you'll find at thefilingfairies.com.au. Mara, good luck. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It is wonderful to be back in the studio. It would be great to have your calls. So uh, let's get cracking back into the show uh, as per normal next week. So if you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, jump on the email, go to the website eftm.com.au, jump on Twitter at Trevor Long, say good day, send me an email. Let's, uh, let's have a chat about the technology in your life. And we'll be back again next week for episode 299. The numbers, I mean, I, you, if you've been with me for a while, you know I get excited about every kind of number, 50, 100. We've never done anything about it. It's, it's kind of like our thing. <laughs> we never bothered to do anything about it. Anyway, 
300 coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. Uh, great to have your company. Let's talk again soon here on Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.